0: is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. JD's prophecy update paints a grim picture of what's to come as Jesus' return draws near. Sadly, we've already seen genocide on global proportions, Pray for those persecuted for their beliefs, affected by vaccine injury, losing their battle against the coronavirus, and for the lives taken through abortion. Jesus truly is the only answer. Now don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now here's Pastor JD with today's Prophecy Update as shared on May 30th. 2021.
1: Today's update is such that I will need to humbly ask you to bear with me. I'm going to talk about and Lord willing answer the question of what is the world coming to? (laughs) While this is a message of hope, that I pray will be an encouragement to you. Please just hang in there with me until the end. Please know that the main purpose of today's update is twofold. First, as with all the updates, it's to get Jesus to people and get people to Jesus ASAP. ASAP. Second, it's to equip you the saints for the work of ministry and the building up of the body of Christ in these perilous times in which we are living while we occupy busy about the things of God as we watch for eagerly wait for the rapture of the church of Jesus Christ. However, let me hasten to say that today's update in particular is only for those who have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church today. If you'll kindly allow me to, I'll start with God's Word and answer this question of what the world is coming to with two words. And you know what these two words are, right? The end. We know this is the end because the Word of God tells us what will happen before it happens. So when it begins to happen, unbelievers will believe, and believers will look up. God, in His Word, has told us in advance what the world will be like, look like, at the time of the end vis-a-vis Bible prophecy. Listen to what Jesus said. It's recorded in John's Gospel, chapter 13, verse 19. He said, I am telling you now, before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe that I am who I am. The I am. John 14:29, Jesus said, "I have told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe." Luke 21:28, one of my personal favorites, Jesus speaking. Now, when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads, because your redemption draws near. One need look no further than to the book of Revelation to know what some of these prophecies are that Jesus says will begin to happen at the time of the end. One of the prophecies we're told will happen is that at the time of the end, the Antichrist will deceive the entire world. And not only will he deceive the entire world, he will be given authority to rule over the entire world. The prophecies are that he will be given power and authority to rule over a global religion, a global government, and a global economy. And we see all three in Revelation chapter 13, beginning in verse 4, where we have the global religion. So, They worshipped the dragon, who gave authority to the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? Verse 7, Revelation 13. This is where we see the global government. It's elsewhere, but right here. It was granted to him to make war with the saints, not the church. We affectionately refer to them as the tribulation saints after the rapture, in the tribulation. The rapture happens before the tribulation. This is in the tribulation. It was granted to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And authority was given him, listen, over every tribe, tongue, language, hang on to that, and nation. He will rule over all. The authority was given to him. That's global government, global economy, You know this well. I'll just read verses 16 and 17 in Revelation 13. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. This is a global, economic, financial system. And without this mark, you will not be able to buy, or sell, or do anything. Now, We have a rather serious problem that we need to discuss concerning, well it's not really our problem, it's actually their problem, but we need to discuss it. How will all of this actually happen and be implemented on a global scale because what we just read and what we know to be true in the Word of God is that this is on a global scale. The whole world, all nations, all, free or slave, rich or poor, doesn't matter, everyone, no one, unless they have this mark. This is how, pray tell, are they going to actually do this? I mean, in order for all of this to actually happen, it would seem like there would need to first be a global crisis unparalleled in human history. (laughs) You'll forgive me for what I think would be deemed a firm grasp of the obvious, but said global crisis is now in operation at warp speed. And it's for this reason that this world is coming to the end, exactly as God told us it would throughout the pages of Holy Writ. I want to start with a question, and the question is this. Do you really believe that there's in play today A satanic agenda to reduce the global population so as to control it. Do you believe that? Bible prophecy tells us there is. For those who are interested we went in depth into this in an update back on February 7th titled, The Ten Stages of Genocide in it we looked at how these ten stages of genocide eerily describe with chilling accuracy what's now happening in the world today as we speak, as we speak. The truth of the matter is several passages in the book of Revelation collectively and prophetically describe this global genocide. While I won't take the time to go through them, I do think it's incumbent upon me to at the very least give you a summary of them. It's going to be germane to our understanding of what the Lord has put on my heart to share with you today. First, in Revelation 6-4, we're told that people will kill one another with a great sword. Interesting detail that would seem to indicate that this great sword will kill a great number of people. Then in the next two verses, verses 5 and 6 of Revelation 6, the third seal is opened and There will be additional deaths, we're told, due to this great famine, actually famine and plague. Add to these deaths the opening of the fourth seal in verses 7 and 8, and we're told one fourth of whatever's left of that population is then subsequently killed. Then, If this weren't bad enough, Revelation 8 verses 8 through 11 tells us that many people are going to die from destroyed ships, and very interesting, the poisoned waters. Poisoned waters. Let me just parenthetically say that not only is the water today poisoned, but so too is our air. The air we breathe, the water we drink, the food we eat. Then you get to Revelation 9, verses 15 through 18. We're told, now get this that an additional one-third of what's even left of that population, additionally, are also killed. Now, depending on the population of the earth at the time this is fulfilled, which again is during the seven-year tribulation, it would stand to reason that the population will have been reduced significantly. Would you agree? Significantly. Perhaps the population at that time will have been reduced to under only 500 million people with an M, not a B. Where do I get that number? Well that's where it seems the goalposts are. Doubtless you've heard of the Georgia Guidestones. They are a granite monument in Elbert County, Georgia that was erected over 40 years ago in the year 1980. What's interesting about them is the anonymity of the authors and their apparent advocacy of population control, eugenics, and, interesting, internationalism, which have made them, as you might imagine, an object of controversy and, certainly, conspiracy theories. The message of the ten guidelines or principles are engraved in eight different languages, these languages are as follows English, Spanish, Swahili, Hindi, Hebrew, Arabic my native tongue, traditional Chinese, and Russian. Here are the ten guidelines. Number one, first on the list. Maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. That's genocide. That's population control. Number two, guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. That's called eugenics. They don't call it that anymore. The name has been changed to protect the guilty, if I can say it like that. And now they call it Planned Parenthood. Number three, unite humanity, and this is interesting, with a living new language. Oh, hmm makes me think about the Tower of Babel, and how there's now, it seems, this effort to reverse it. Every tribe, every tongue, and every nation. Number four, rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Sounds to me like a global religion. Number five, protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Sounds like social justice. Number six, Let all nations, all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. That's global government. Number seven, also global government. Avoid petty laws and useless officials. Number eight balance personal rights with social duties. Oh, social credit score? Global economy? So personal rights are connected to and tied in with social duties? So I'll only have the right to do this if I have complied with my duty socially. Hmm. Number nine, prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. Now I want you to think this through with me because If you're anything like me at first read, you're like, yeah, what's wrong with that? Aw. Beauty, love, harmony. With the infinite? You know what this is? It's the new age. The infinite is Lucifer, the light bearer. And this new age is via the Great Awakening, the age of Aquarius, where we're all in harmony. Number 10, be not a cancer on the earth. (laughs) Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. Well, I mean, we hear about this all the time, don't we? They used to call it global warming, but then they had to change the name again because it wasn't warming anymore. (laughs) It was actually cooling. So they cleverly, and might I add satanically, relabeled it as climate change. Because now it's the earth, it's mother nature. This comes full circle to number one on the list. Because see in order to not be a cancer on the earth we have to remove and kill the people on the earth to leave room for nature on the earth do you know that bill gates's father was one of the heads of the eugenicist movement and has always been all about population control. It gave way to what we know today as Planned Parenthood, but the whole idea was to reduce the population.
0: The Bible, though written long ago, is inspired by our Creator. God chose to speak His truth through ordinary men, but these men had their eyes fixed on their Heavenly Father. Their words hold a great deal of meaning for us in our world today, and maybe more so in the times we're in. Much of the activity of this world is mirrored in the pages of the Bible, and is pointing to a new era that we need to be aware of. In Pastor JD's weekly Mid-East Prophecy Updates, he's been searching the scriptures and the news headlines and sharing with us what he's found. You can access these updates by heading to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and clicking on the YouTube link. Jesus will be returning to the earth soon to judge the evil that has been destroying it. And that return, friends, is drawing closer with each new day. Pastor J.D. tells us through these updates each week where we are in relation to Bible prophecy and how close our Savior's return just might be. No one knows the day or the hour this incredible event will take place, but we know from the Bible that we've been told what to expect in the moments leading up to this event. If we adopt a sense of anticipation in our daily walk with Jesus, we'll also gain with it an urgency to share the gospel message with the world around us.